It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I've done this before. Okay, so today is November 5th, 2020. And to start off today, um, we got some huge news that hasn't made the mainstream media yet, or at least if they have, they're sitting on it. Apparently, uh, according to Steve Pachinik, a former uh, intelligence officer, he has come out on the Alex Jones show, and he is stating that all ballots across the country have been watermarked with a radioactive isotope, which means they can all be tracked. And so everything that's going on with the election right now with the ballots it's being monitored by satellite. Unreal. you have any thoughts about that, Gary, um, before we get started? No, not really, other than um, they, play, they always play Trump as a, as a chump, but he's not. So, uh, um, so he, he learned his lesson on the Hillary thing, but, uh, you know, that's not really my expertise. But I, I think it's funny. No, maybe not, but it's fun to watch. They just stepped right oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, now they can't wash their shoes off. <laughs> All right, so um, was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about tonight? Well, I would like to open it up because uh, we have had some issues going to the tax court. The tax okay. court doesn't know what to do. They're frustrated. So if you have any questions about that, if you'd ask them in the beginning, we can cover them to make sure we're covering them. If you don't have any questions, well, um, why don't I guess we start we'll have with a short night. What kind of issues are we having in the tax court now? Well, what's happening is that we're, we're the... We're the um, uh, petitioner and we go to the court and we're telling the court that we never received a statutory notice of deficiency we never received a statutory notice of determination and the um, respondent which is the commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service comes back and tells the um, uh, the uh, court through the attorney that that we're stating a claim that relief can't be granted. Basically, what they're doing is they're, they don't know what to do with it. Stating a claim what, what, where relief can't be granted, that's Rule 12B6 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. So how we're answering that and what they're basically saying is the court doesn't have jurisdiction because we're, we're stating a claim that relief can't be granted. The problem is the claim that we were not, uh, we never got the claim because a, a, a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination, that is the claim. In other words, if, if they don't give you the claim, then, they, then the court can't have jurisdiction. So instead of instead of them going after it properly, that's what they're doing. So what we're doing is we're going back and we're telling them that that uh, we can't have. There is no. They didn't give us a claim. We agree with the court. We agree with the petitioner. In other words, they're saying we're stating a claim that really can't be granted. So we're putting in a motion to dismiss. 
the the motion to state a claim because for relief can't be granted on the grounds there's never been a motion um, a statutory no, no, notice of deficiency or a statutory notice of the termination which would be parentheses the claim then we share 60, 6212 and 6213 where it's mandatory and since we didn't get that, we never got the claim to share with them. And we're going back in there, and, and then we're saying this motion is to to this uh, is a motion to dismiss the motion of uh, what is it to, to, to state a claim that relief can't be granted, and we want a motion uh, back to the court to tell the uh, commissioner that. Um, uh, to, to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction on the grounds. Uh, there was never a statutory notice of deficiency or a statutory notice of determination for years 2000 to 2020 or whatever years you used. And it's right. coming back, it's coming back to us. What do you mean it's coming back to you? It's coming back in state, uh, um, like we want it. There's no. It's coming back like we like we want it. The the, the court. It's uh, that that the uh, internal revenue service doesn't have jurisdiction on the grounds. There's been no um, um, statutory notice of deficiency or statutory notice of determination. Okay. Wow. All right. So uh, if you have any questions, anybody. Hit star two on your phone, and we'll call on you, and you yep. can participate in the sexiest show on earth. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> I don't but know about that. <laughs> I just I just got a text. I got I got another guy that's on here. He knows who he is. He just texted me. If you want to okay. come on, that would be great, and and tell him what you know. And, and, Hit star and, uh, two. Somebody about, did nine hundred one area code. Right. We're going to call them right now. Nine hundred one area code. Go ahead. Is that that old codger carry on the line now? Sadly, no. Yes. Yes, that's him. Codger carry. That's his name. Then everybody knows I know him. Everybody knows I know him. Carry, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. We're doing really well. We're starting to we're starting to pick up speed again on our our court orders, and we're starting to um, do a few things. I'm going to say two weeks ago we had 16 people that got their um, um, Social Security reinstated. Wow! So praise so, God. Glad to um, hear. It. Yes. So so we're so so. Is starting to pick up. We've also had to go on what the what the IRS is doing is they're calling us out and they're saying that we have to go to court. So they're asking to go to court, but we're doing virtual courts. And what's happening is I put together a package, and what it does is it it it's going to address anything that they're going to ask. And the last two or three that we did. The guy stood on the phone and just answered it, and the judge came out and chastised the um, the the agent. And what's been funny is when they have our court date, there's usually two IRS agents, the DOG, DOJ um, attorney, and the judge, and then us. And the DOJ attorney so far has always been the attorney that wrote the motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction. So we're able to get the motion. So what's really working better now is we get the motion that you get the five-page motion. It could be six pages, but the five-page motion. And what it says, how you know it's the motion, is it'll say on the paperwork, motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction. Then it's written by the attorney. Now, if you can't find yours, go online to the to the um, United States Tax Court. Go to Docket Search, put in your name, your state, and then hit Search. Your docket number will pop up, 
and you and you put your arrow on it and hit the left mouse button and it'll open it up. When it opens it up, the background's going to be a blue bar, a white bar, a blue bar, a white bar, a blue bar, a white bar. I'm not sure how many. Then go to the very bottom, and you'll at the very bottom it'll say order of dismissal for lack of jurisdiction. The one right above that it will say motion to dismiss by respondent. That's what you want. So what you can do is if you can't find it, there's no reason to panic. Just call the court and say, I want a, mo- a, a docket number 1234-20. I want the motion and the order sent to me. Then what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll send you an email and say, go to paygov.gov, payment.gov, or whatever it is. You go there, and then you'll see your receipt. It'll say motion. It'll be about $20 because it's about $5 a page. It's about $5. Then they'll say order. Uh, it'll be 5 bucks. So what you'll have is, and if you want to while you're there, get it certified. So get you, get you a couple of certified. It'll be the best money you ever bought. So that if you're called to go to the virtual court, you'll have the, the, the order and the motion. And what's happening is the IRS agent is saying, that's not what it says. Well, we have the motion that says it, and we have the order that says it. So with the judge being there, um, we're able to we're able to send it to the judge. They'll ask you to. We can email it to them. We can. Um, I have Skype on my computer, so I'm able to share files. So, it, so, but but you don't have to. Once you get your court date, all you have to do is call the court and say, where do I, you know, where do I send my um, order to? And then you can email it to them, and they'll print it out, and the judge will have it. And then you stay on point. Where the problem we're still having is I call it TMI. That's too much information. You'll be asked a question. For an example, do you file a 1040? Well, I don't anymore, but I used to. And the reason I don't anymore because, uh, see, that's that's not what they asked. If you answer the question they ask, did you file a 10, do you file a 1040? The answer yes. is no or yes. No. That's fine. Yeah, no or yes, whichever it is, it doesn't matter. Then you shut up. Yes. Oh, well, uh, where is it? See? Well, the last time, what I did was back in 1978, I, that's not what they asked you. Answer the question that's asked. And what I don't do know. Ask the, post, ask the post office. That's where I dropped it off. See, that's fine. You can do that. But don't sit there and, you know, you don't go in there and, and give them your life story. That's the biggest problem we have because what's happening is, uh, and I understand you get scared, and I, I, I do understand that. But the best thing to do is, is answer the question. Now, for an example, do you like chocolate? Well, let me see. I like white chocolate. I like chocolate with nuts. I like chocolate with peanut butter, but I don't like dark chocolate. I don't like unsweet chocolate. That's not, that was not the question. The question was, do you like chocolate? No. Why not? Because I don't like uh, dark chocolate. I, th- now they're asking you a specific question. That's how you answered. Don't give them anything because what you're doing is you're giving them hooks to hook on and you're giving them excuses to, to be corrupt. Now, the judges are as corrupt as they can be, but we have to help the judge help us. So if they ask you um, um, a question, you answer the question. You don't answer that question in the next 15 you can think of because then what they're going to do is they're going to do the red herring on you or they're going to do their, the, what they do and they're going to pull you away from what, you're, what needs to be said and you're going to be standing there looking like, a, like an idiot. See, L- let me give you an example. Is somebody there that I can ask a question to? Ooh, pick me, pick me. All right. All right. You're going to wish you unmuted me. I know. Well, I could change that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I, um, I'm going to be over tomorrow, but I make a the best 
ham and cheese omelet on the planet. Um, I'm going to stop by the store and get some eggs. How many eggs do you want in your ham and cheese omelet so I can get the right amount of eggs? How many eggs do you want in your ham and cheese omelet? Uh, if it's going to be a um, chicken TMI, egg, buddy. I need TMI. four. All right. See, see, there, there's the whole problem. Because if you would have said four, then I would have said we're using ostrich eggs. One ostrich egg is the size of eleven uh, eggs. So that well, that's what I was going to say. I, I was going to say four chicken eggs, one ostrich egg, and five turtle eggs. There. Okay. See, and that's what we have to start doing. Instead of saying, well, I'll take six eggs. Well, now the problem is you don't know what kind of eggs. See, what we have to do is we have to answer the question. Well, how many eggs do you want in there? Well, what kind of eggs? Well, you know, eggs that come in the shell, okay? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All eggs, eggs come in shell. Exactly the point. The point that I'm trying to make is instead of going in there and, 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 and saying something and then coming back saying, oops, I, 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 what I meant was, what I meant was, as soon as you start, what I meant was, you just jumped off the cliff, and we have to be careful. We so, have to assume that everything they ask is leading. Right. That's correct. If they say, what, do you drive a Chevrolet? Is it a Chevrolet truck, Chevrolet Impala, and Chevrolet Illumina? Is it a Chevrolet what? No, I don't. Exactly. I drive. What kind of Chevrolet? Exactly. See? What kind of Chevrolet? Oh, no, I don't See? drive a Chevrolet. Right. See? The, what they'll say to me is they say, do you drive a Chevrolet? No, I drive a red, I, I drive a red car. Well, doesn't Chevrolet's come in red? I don't know. Mine's not red. And they don't come in a See? But we have to be able to protect ourselves instead of just saying, yeah, I drive a Chevy. Then they're going to write you down. The man has to pay more money because he drives a brand-new mid-engine Corvette which is $100,000. No, I don't drive one of those. Well, you said you did. That's what we meant. We can't let them ever say that's what we meant. Well, well, so, well Carrie, not only that, but but not only that, but stick to the story. St- or, 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 uh, how, do, how do we put it? Um, I don't want the cardboard. Right. Yeah. See, um, you can, why don't you do that? Why don't you tell them that story so they'll kind of understand it? And, and, and what happened was when you ordered all that stuff, um, um, he's in constructions, and so am I. So I understood the question. If you want to share that story, if you don't, then I'll share this one very similar. Then you follow up on it. Uh, there was a right. job that I did up in uh, New York, Albany, uh, Rensselaer, New York, and uh, we ordered uh, a large number of windows. The windows came in, and these windows were packaged in cardboard. Now, this is we're on the job site. I've got enough room to handle the windows, and I quickly realized I have no room for this cardboard. I don't have a dumpster on site, and I would quickly overflow the uh, the apartment's uh, dumpster, and I don't want the cardboard. And so while we were unloading the windows off this man's trailer, I was leaving the cardboard in his trailer. We got all the windows unloaded, and sure enough, he came, the driver came up to me and he said, uh, you need to take this cardboard. And my response to him was, I don't want the cardboard. I want the windows. I, want the card- I don't want the cardboard. And immediately he said, well, I don't have room for it. I don't want the cardboard. Well, I don't, I've got another stop. I don't have any place to put the cardboard. I don't want the cardboard. was my only response. And I knew that if I deviated from anything other than I don't want the cardboard, I was going to have a mountain of cardboard sitting on this parking lot that I was going to have to deal with. And there, were, there were phone calls, emails, pigeon carriers, I mean smoke signals. I, I know, I'm taking phone calls. He's calling people. And my only answer to anybody was, I don't want the cardboard. And at the end of the day, now, the driver left with the cardboard. Go ahead, Carrie. Right. Now, the reason we're saying that is I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a contractor and I do tile. They'll send, they'll send tile on a pallet wrapped in plastic. The problem is, if I have a 30-yard dumpster, when the 30-yard dumpster is full, it's $750 to have it hauled off and a new one exchanged. 
So that means I haven't cut any tile. We haven't thrown anything away. The cardboard, the paper, the straps, and the pallets will use will fill up my dumpster. So I just lost seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's not on my ticket. So I just lost seven hundred and fifty dollars. So we go there, we cut the strap, we cut the plastic, and my guys, we put it on a on a on a uh, a roller, and we roll it into the job site. Because see, if we do an airport job, the airports aren't going to let me leave all that stuff on the on the tarmac. They're not going to let me throw it in their dumpster. I have to pay to haul it off. So I've got I've got a pickup, but I don't have enough room to fit, do it. So that's what we're doing here. What we're doing is the, the IRS will say, do you follow 1040? I don't anymore. I used to, but now I realize I don't have to because there's no law that says I do. Look at all the crap we just threw in the dumpster for them. Then they're going to come back and say, oh, but you did it at one time. What changed? Well, uh, 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 see? see? Carrie, if you allow me to interject right here, that's where sure. you stick to the I don't want the cardboard argument. You didn't file. I didn't get a letter of deficiency. I didn't get a letter of uh, of, of uh, determination. If you say anything other than that, if you say anything other than I don't want the cardboard, I don't. I didn't get a letter of deficiency. I didn't get a letter of determination. You're giving them something to sink their hooks into, and you're going to find a big mess in your parking lot. Correct. And see what we're trying to do. We're not, we're, I'm not giving legal advice. I'm just trying to show you it's the same thing all the time. Now, it's kind of like um, um, they ask you a question. They they'll they'll say something and it will they'll they'll say something to you that at the time sounds like it's real innocent, but they're setting you up for something else. So they'll ask you a question. When was the last time you filed a 1040? See, I always say, huh, that's a good question. Glad you asked. I don't file them. I'm not going to tell them. Well, the last time I filed one was 1988. See, now, now well, well, what did you do before then? Well, I filed 1040s. Well, what, see, what changed? So, so I never give them the answer they're looking for. I give them the answer they asked. If they ask me a question, the other problem we have is we want them to think we're so smart. I want them to think how stupid I am. I want them to think I'm it's the easy, stupid it's easy for me. planet. Yeah, well, it's easy for me. And the, reason, and the reason I want them to think I'm stupid, because then they will go, go the extra mile to try to explain it. And then as they're trying to explain it, we're, we're walking them to the cliff. And so how we're successful is if the Social Security is taking your money, instead of calling, instead of writing a letter saying, you can't take this, according to statute so-and-so, line four, it says you can only take up to 15%, you're taking 60%. That's irrelevant to them. They're told to take it and take it off. So, so how I always do my letter is I say, I'm confused. I'm supposed to get... Uh, $2,500 on my Social Security, but I'm only getting $500. i am 2000 short. Please explain. I don't understand. I, I, I just, for the life of me, can't, I, I, I just, I don't understand. They get back to me and say, well, we have a levy. The IRS told us to give you that we ha that they have a levy. Now I've got something that I can get traction on. Oh, you got a levy. Would you show it to me? No. Now, when I unleash on Social Security, I have a letter in my hand that says they have a levy. I went and pulled it from the county, and it's a notice of levy. Now I've got something I can get traction with. See, in other words, um, then I can inject, well, they can only take up to 15%. Or they can, see, now I'm, because they said the reason for it. I'm not going to tell them what they can't do. I'm going to tell them what I don't understand. Um, if, if they're, if they're, um, if if they if the bank if you get money in the bank, um, and the bank is going to take your money, you do the same thing with that. You can't take my money. Um, I don't owe the IRS nothing. Well, you're 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 barking up the wrong tree, and here's why. 
The IRS does not work for the government. The bank does not work for the government. They both work for the IMF. Therefore, the IMF told the IMF to do something, and the IMF is going to do what the, what the IMF is told. We have to now. Well, what is the IMF? What is the IMF? Uh, International Monetary Fund. In other words, it's the Federal Reserve. So we thank have you very to, much. We have you more than welcome. What we have to do is we have to come up with a way. Again, I don't. I don't understand. See. Let's go back to that. I don't understand why you won't take the cardboard. The window came in the cardboard box. You asked for the window. Why, why won't you take the cardboard? I don't want the cardboard. <laughs> See? Oh, okay, but, but, but the window and the cardboard came together. Why don't you want the cardboard? I don't want the cardboard. <laughs> See, if he gets off of that, I'm going to go, and then I'm going to call my boss and say, well, he's making me take the cardboard. And he said the reason he don't want the cardboard because he, whatever. See, now I'm going to misunderstand it. Then pretty soon there's going to be a, he's going to end up paying to have it hauled off. See, that's the same thing we're if, trying to tell you here. If Why I responded with, you know, I don't, if I was to respond with, well, I don't have a dumpster. Well, you can buy a dumpster. You right. can rent a dumpster. You know, and the same thing with the IRS. If I'm to say, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I got a notice, but it, it wasn't a letter deficiency, or I, you know, they sent me something. No, I did not get a letter of deficiency. I did not get a letter of termination because if I don't get a letter of determination or a letter of determin a deficiency or determination, what happens, Carrie? Well, that's that, that's the prerequisite for them to take give you a notice of lien or a notice of levy. If you if they didn't follow their if they don't follow the instructions, you have a way in. Whose instructions, Carrie? The um in the, the uh, Internal Revenue Services, the IRC. Not my instructions, but their <laughs> instructions says what? That you, that you, that it's it's mandatory for you to get a notice of deficiency. Now, not only is it mandatory, thing. excuse me, not only yeah. is it mandatory, but it has to be signed under penalty of perjury. Right. Now, I want you to think about this. What's another name for a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination without using the name determination or um, deficiency? Pelosi love letter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would work. That would work. So, can you tell me what another name for it is? I got nothing, Carrie. Okay. Can anybody on here tell me what it is? An assessment. That's correct. So, if you've never had an assessment, now they got a problem. Well, how, so, if I never had an assessment, they say I owe them $100,000. How do you know it's not $100 million? How do you know they don't owe you $100 million? How do you know they don't? Because, see, if there is no assessment, there can be nothing. In other words, um, you're going to go and buy a, a French fry at McDonald's, and you get up to the window, and you hand him a $100 bill. He says, thank you, shuts the window, and you're going to stand there look at him. What, what is it? I never gave you an assessment. You gave me 100 I thought that's what you wanted to pay. See, now that's ridiculous. That's right. So before you leave the McDonald's window, he's going to tell you what you owe. That's the assessment. Before I go into a house and get it ready to put tile, I write an estimate. They agree to it. When I'm done, I give them the assessment. Here's my assessment. That's my estimate. That's, That's see. Then they write me a check for what's on the estimate when I'm finished. That's why it's important that we get a notice of deficiency. And, and the reason we say um, statutory because under the statute, it tells you what it has to have, what it has to look like, what color the ink is. In other words, there's a certain thing that it has to have in it and what it can't have in it. So well, we'll Carrie, it's never been there. <laughs> Carrie, I like the way you put it to me one time, that the letters of determination, or letters of determination, letters of deficiency, is nothing more than an invoice from the IRS. And I love that. Because, you know, for me, being a businessman, I invoice, I get invoices, I send invoices, 
I pay invoices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I understand an invoice. And what the IRS does with a letter of determination and a letter of deficiency is it's an invoice saying, we've gone through your billing and we think you owe us money. Now, the problem that the IRS has, and correct me, and you'll jump in, in here anytime, Carrie, correct me, but the problem the IRS has is they cannot statutorily or legally give me a letter of deficiency or a letter of determination. That is correct. They so, cannot give you one because because um, because it's it's not it's not signed under penalties of perjury and you can't pay taxes on uh, on debt. There's just a whole lot of reasons. Well, you know, I, I don't sell tobacco. I don't sell firearms. I don't sell alcohol. Right. So, uh, to simplify. And, and that's the only place that they have any jurisdiction on it. And, and what article is that in? Uh, if you go to Title 26, it's broken into several places, but Title 26, Section 0000 through 5999 is Title 26. 6,000, no, it's 6999, I'm sorry, 6999 and above. Now, 7,000 and above is Title 27. So Title 27 is actually in Title 26. Let me give you an example. The reason you're getting indicted because willful fair to file, that's 7203. 7203 is above 7,000. Therefore, they're coming after you under alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Now, when Al Capone went to prison, he went to prison for not paying and filing an income tax return. But he did it all under alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And that's how we get into trouble if we don't know that. So if we get an attorney, the attorney's going to say, oh, that, that, that's not true. But if you get a parallel table of authorities, a parallel table of authorities, you put in Title 26, 7203. The last line is going to say Title 27. That tells you where it goes, uh, what title it's in. But you got to understand something. Title 26 is about eight and a half inches thick. Inside of Title 26 is also Title 27. You just have to know that. So what I did when I was indicted, I went through and I went through and I actually outlined Title 26. So I have, that's how I found out. Title 26 is 0000 to 6999. Because that's how it outlines. Seven thousand and above is Title Twenty Seven. Yeah. Just to throw this out there for anybody who's listening who, who's new to this, the IRS operates under Title Twenty Six and Title Twenty Seven under the Constitution. Am I correct? Well, they do under Title Twenty Seven because Title Twenty Seven is has regulations. See, in other words. The, if you sell alcohol, tobacco, firearms, or explosives, that's a regulated field. Right. That's exactly. a regulated field, so, so you have to pay tax on it. Title 26 is income. They can't, they can't charge tax on income. You heard the old saying, it's voluntary. Well, if you look at the outline, the outline says Title 26. So... Uh, if you read what they're saying and understand what they're saying, it's pretty simple. If somebody on here that will look something up for me, and I'll try to explain it to you using Title 26 to show you what they're saying. So Title 26 does not have any implementing regulations. In other words, you cannot, you cannot borrow an implementing regulation from Title 18 and say, okay, Title 18... Um, 106, we're going to apply it to Title 26, 6205. You can't do that. 
each title has to have its own implementing regulations or they're non-implementing. In other words, they're not, um, they're not, they're voluntary or there's no criminal activity. See, I told you earlier, um, in Texas, the county and the municipals cannot hear um, criminal cases. So if they can't hear criminal cases and the county hears it, you can't go to jail, but they do it all the time because we don't know any better. It's the same thing, see? In other words, Title 27 has implementing regulations. If you violate Title 27, that's, that's, um, that's um, criminal. If you violate Title 26, it's just a misdemeanor because there's no implementing regulations and there's nothing they can do. But if you don't know that, and they say, well, willful failure to file, Title 26, 7203. Well, 7,000 and above is Title 27. They cannot use that on you if you know that. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. And it's, it's, it's realizing that they only operate under those two articles. And you correct me again, Kerry, because, you know, you're the guru in this. But in Title 26, well, well, you're a goo anyway. Uh, well, you're the, you're the gummy bear. The gummy, the gummy yeah. bear, the... Uh, uh, the Title 26 is the administration, and Title 27 is the enforcement. Correct. That that is correct. So. And. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. And it, it, see the same thing. There, there's a there's a um, there's three branches of government, and and there's a and, and and just to let you know this in case you didn't know that, but but uh, when you go to court, that's judicial. Then the legislatures they write the, they write the law, the judicial um, um, uh, uh, enforces they, they they enforce it. That's correct. Where the funny court that does that is the bankruptcy court. That's an executive court, and they're they're bending the will. When you file bankruptcy, they step up and you get an automatic stay, and they force the judicial to look at everything. See, so the bankruptcy court is probably the easiest court to deal with because that's an administ that, that's the um, administrative that's the executive branch. I'm sorry, that's the executive branch. See, the executive branch doesn't have any courts, but they do have the bankruptcy court. So what we have to understand is you have to understand the pyramid. In other words, see now. Is there somebody here that will look something up for me? I want you to read well, it so everybody's you understand. On mute. Everybody's on mute. Okay. Okay, raise I your hand. I can't do it. My, my, star two. my computer's You're on Muppet Porn right now. That's okay. That's good. Somebody, if they will, hit raise your hand, hit star two. That'll raise your hand. Then what we can do is I can ask you to talk to Carrie about right. it. Hit then, star two. Yep. Hit star two, and then we can explain it, and I can show you how how this works, if we understand how it works, it's a lot better. In other words... Star 2. Yeah. Star 2 D2. Now, does, does anybody have a question? Hit star 2 so we know you're asking the question. So far, no star 2s. Okay. So far, well, but what we're, we're going to hold on. We're... They might be a little bit late, but no, so far, no star twos. Don't be scared. Okay. Come on, jump in there and talk. It's not just now, me and you, what, is it, Carrie? <laughs> no, no. No, there's about but 12 people. Trying. Okay, hold on. Hey, somebody from Oregon just raised their hand. <clears throat> Go ahead. Go, Oregon. Ooh. Yeah, I know who that is. So who do we have? Who do we have here in Oregon? I just unmuted your phone. Five zero three. I got this book. It's called Everything the IRS Doesn't Want You to Know and More. If it's in there, I can look it up. But that's the only source I have for looking anything up. Well, it's in there, but it's in there, but you're, you're, it's in there, but I don't know what page it's on. So we're gonna have. I've to got wait, that book. That's a great it. book. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, I do. What we have. What we have to do is we have to understand where we're at. 
let me back up and tell you another quick story. Maybe this will help you do it. Okay, I was doing, I was doing, uh, I'm a flooring contractor. I was putting floors in a, in a uh, cafeteria. And my guys were hot and wanted something to drink. So I ran down to the 7-Eleven. When I got there, it had a big, big sign on the side of it. And it said, um, no drinking alcohol on these premises. Alcohol beverage code. And it gave you the number. And I thought, huh. So when I got home that night, I looked up in the alcohol beverage code. Now, the alcohol beverage code determines what, what the alcohol beverage code or what the alcohol beverages are. They define everything in it. So if you're driving the car down the road and the, and the police pulls you over and you're shit-faced drunk and you fall out of the car, he's going to give you a ticket for drunk driving. So I went to the alcohol beverage code. In the alcohol beverage code, because we're on the code, it never tells you in the alcohol beverage code um, what being drunk is. That's in the that's in the state code. There they go. Now they're borrowing it. So the state code says you can't drive over point whatever it is. It's two times, three times, whatever it is. But there you go. You cannot borrow the alcohol uh, drunk driving code using it in in um, in uh, traffic. From a, in other words, if it's not in the traffic code, then it's not part of the traffic. If it's not in the I'll, alcohol beverage code, then it's not part of the traffic. Go ahead. Let me, let me jump in there, Kerry. And, and people, this is coming from a guy that I know has ever taken a drink in his life. So if he were to have a beer, he wouldn't know if he was drunk or not. He's never had a beer. How, is, how would he yeah. know what he is or isn't? Correct. But see, so when you look in the so, – so when I go to the court – I asked the court, does this court have jurisdiction? They'll, they always say yes. Can I see it? They say no. So then my next question is, good, I got a traffic ticket. This is a traffic code. So this is a traffic code court. Then I just sit down. Judge says yes. Once he tells me yes, in Texas, the traffic code says commercial use only. See, now I've got an angle. See, now I've got, I've got a spot that I can stand in that I, that I don't get hurt just because I understand the, the, the hierarchy and how it works. Anyways, so, so what they're doing is they're borrowing code from one code and implementing it on another code. So go back to what we started off with, 0000 to 6999 in Title 26. That's Title 26. Nobody ever gets indicted for uh, 6604, 6903. Uh, 2409 because that's title 26 and there's no implementing regulation you always get in trouble for willful fair to file an, uh, an income tax return that's 7213 there we go again that's title 27 so it's never title 26 but you got to understand something title 26 is eight and a half inches thick it's got 14,000 pages in those 14,000 pages title 27 is in there also so when you get a title 26 it's going to tell you what's in there and how, and it's going to tell you what section it's in, that, and that's how you know you're, you're, you are or you're not. Now, you hear, you've heard of a, uh, uh, to show you how encompassing Title 26 is, you've heard of, you've heard of a 501c3. Well, 501c3 is Title 26, Section 501c3. It's a, it's a tax exempt organization. Now, we, and, and they, they, people call it my church, the 501c3. It's not, it's an organization. So now you gotta look up the word organization and go from there. Now, does anyone have, does anybody have a question? Hit star two, raise your hand so that, so that we can answer your questions for you. Star two, star two on your phone. That'll raise your hand and we'll call on you. And then you can ask me a question. That way I can answer your question and we won't keep it too... Um, what, what was it What was it that Oregon was asking? Oregon, what did you ask? What was your question? Oh, I muted him already. No, he, no, he had a book. No, he, he doesn't have internet he has, access. Oh, he have internet well, he's in Oregon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, we, we still use rocks together there. <laughs> right, right. He, he's got my book, and in my book, I'll go into a lot of this, but, but I don't know what page yeah. it's at. But my book has 486 pages in it, so it's... it's I, I will say this. It, if, you, if you get that book, you also need to get, in conjunction with that, a Black's Law Dictionary. Seven bucks right. on Amazon. Money well spent. I have a White's Law Dictionary. Okay. Does that count? That's a little, well, that's a little racist, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to matter, but it don't anymore. <laughs> now. No now. star two. Okay. No one's raising their hand. Okay. So, um, uh, Okay, then let, what what we're doing is we're going to the United States District to the United States Tax Court. They have a they have a form you fill out and you mail it to them. In that form, you're telling them that you never received the statutory notice of deficiency or statutory notice of determination. By doing that, the commissioner through the DOJ the DOJ the, that's the Department of Justice as attorneys agree that you never received one. Therefore, the IRS does not have jurisdiction. That's your, that's your hammer now. Now, what the, okay, uh, that's fine. Go ahead, finish. That's your, that's your, that's your, uh, uh, what do you call it? That's your foundation to build the rest of our stuff on. We can build our foundation. That's your get out of jail free card. Yeah, and then, then you can also go you can also use that to 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 get other stuff that's available to you by having that. Okay. Uh, star two, go ahead. Hail Mary. Hey, darling and darling, how are you, gentlemen, tonight? <laughs> <We're Cheryl. good. laughs> <laughs> I'm in my basement with Biden. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, you need that? to be in the basement with Biden. Go ahead. What's your... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, we have a situation. A friend is doing the U.S. Um, tax court, uh, you know, process, whatnot. And the IRS went in and helped themselves to a bank account of $1,100. Just yanked it out. Right. Really? Wow. Now, yep. what you need to do, what you need to do is, I'm going to give you the scenario, and then you tell me what the weak link is. The IRS, you're going to sue the IRS, you're going to sue the IRS agent, you're going to sue the federal government, you're going to sue the bank. Which one of those is the weak link? The answer is the bank. The bank, and the reason is the bank because the bank. T- the bank took their money for some reason. So what you do is you start off asking questions. I'm confused. I'm supposed to have eleven hundred. I'm supposed to have eleven hundred dollars. I'm supposed to have twelve hundred dollars in my bank. I got a hundred. I missed an eleven hundred. Can you help me? And you just keep asking. The bank will eventually say, "Well, we had. We were told to by the IRS. What did they Correct. tell you? Well, they said, okay. They, they well, they said that you had a levy or that you have a." a lien or you won't pay your taxes that's all you want to hear because now you have that in your hand and then you go in and you say i want to see what they have if they show it to you it's not going to be what they said it was now you got the bank because they're your fiduciary so now you have the bank admitting they violated the law if they won't show it to you when you sue the bank, they're going to subpoena the IRS, and the IRS is not going to come in. That means everything the bank said is now hearsay because they don't have anything, and that's the position I like to be in. If I'm going to argue with somebody, I want to be in an, I want to be in a position of strength. I don't argue in a negative way. I never, I never on defense. I'm on offense all the time. That way, when yes. I'm on offense, I have a, I have a chance to win. Okay. I've got another yes, wrinkle ma'am. to add to this. Okay, go right ahead and add it. It's a good time to add send, that. Send, uh, you send your court motion to dismiss and your court order to the bank saying uh, this was taken without authorization. The commissioner admitted it, returned my money. Oh. And they say, well, there screw you, you. 
Now, right. what I can do, what I have access to that most people don't, I can find the bank's liability insurance policy. So take the court order, take the motion, take the bank's screw you letter and send it to their insurance uh, coverage and see if they'll pay it. Well, uh, let me interject in there. I think it should also be their insurance for errors and omissions. Mm. And, well, it's either errors and omissions or liability, one or the other. <clears throat> yeah, but, but that was covered. What that was covered. Yeah. Well, and what the challenge being. Do... Yes, go ahead. The challenge being is we we she hasn't gotten she's in the middle of getting her um order and motion so i mean it's in the process and then she had hired uh which i wish she, well whatever it's water over the dam and dam us but um she had hired uh, a tax attorney and gave power of attorney and this power of a, this attorney has pretty much effed her up so then do we go after the attorney for negligence? Well, there's not no negligence. Right. See, you're going to have to go after the attorney through the bar. The problem is they're all part of the same thing. See, when you have a, a bar, they're not really licensed. It's like a union. They're, they're a union member. And, and when you file a grievance on, when you, as a union member, file a grievance on another union member, it's not going anywhere. That's the same thing you have. So you're going right. to have to find a way around, you're going to have to find a way around that. Errors and omissions. What you need to do is get the, get the charter of the bank, get the charter of the bank and find out. Go, go through TAD and get their insurance. Because what you have to do is, you've got to understand something. The bank is in a very awkward position. They're, 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 they're the, um, they're in a hearsay. They're in the hearsay position because I'm okay. telling them not to. The IRS is telling them to, and then they're doing it. So they're in a hearsay position. They're, they are the weakest position. Now, what you have to do is just start asking the bank questions, and they, they and they they'll tell you so many. Once you get so many, you can then piece the pieces together. And then what happens is don't even worry about the IRS and don't worry about uh, anything. All you have to worry about now is just worry about the bank. We have several cases that we're working on now where we're after the bank. And the bank, see, because they don't, they've never been in this position before. They've never been in a position where they're going to have to pay the money back because, because they're, 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 they're in their hearsay position. I don't okay. tell them so, that so they're in their hearsay position. Right. What's right, go in there and say, I'm confused. Yes. Why did you take my money? I don't understand. I'm confused. Help what? me understand. Right. And they'll tell you, well, we were told to. Who told you? The IRS, well, let me see what they told you. Well, we can't tell you. Oh, no, you can't tell me why you took my stuff. Hmm. That seems kind of fishy. See, we're, built, we're gathering evidence. And then, okay. And, um, and once you get your evidence, then you can then you can do what you have to do to them. So the other gentleman that's on here, you talked about errors and omissions insurance. Um, <clears throat> if they took a thousand dollars out, how much would you make the claim for? A hundred million dollars. Realistically. Ten million dollars. Banks, not, the insurance isn't going to pay it. They're going to say, take, you know, go to court. Well, and allow me to interject. I'm not from Arizona. I'm the 901 area code. But you're, it, from you're negotiating. Do, do what? You're, you're from Real Linda. R Real Linda? Yeah, Rush Linda. you in Real Linda? Real Linda. <laughs> if, if you're going to ask for anything, you don't go. You go in at your. You set the bar high. You don't go in with your lowest quote. Go in with your highest quote and work your way down. No, they're not. Are they going to pay a hundred million dollars? No, but it's a great place to start. If you only end up with a million, that's great. But you don't go in saying, you know, I've settled this for fifty grand. You don't tell them that. 
You go in saying, I want $100 billion. You've caused me uh, impotence. You've made my grandmother commit suicide. Puppies yeah. are living with cats. You know, it's biblical proportions of horror stories. You want to throw the biggest ball you can at them. Period. Okay. Is it a realistic number? No, it's not a realistic number. They're not expecting a realistic number. But you throw a number out there, and it's not going to stick. But you don't say, you know, I'll take 10 grand. Well, if you'll take 10 grand, you'll take five. You know, if I throw a... It's, 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 <laughs> read the art of negotiation by our our wonderful president and next four years president, Donald Trump. Yeah. The art of negotiation, shoot high. Okay. All right, so, Kerry, we're coming up on an hour. Oh, Ail Mary yeah. has healed herself again. Hey, oh, darling. I just thought, hey, darling and darling and darling. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks again. And, you know, um, I have a situation that State of Wisconsin has sent me a note of, of levy for taxes and all this yada, yada, yada. Which okay, and that's uh, the state, right? The state. Yeah. Okay. Let me t- let me give you some insight on that. All right. Please. Um, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's your income, your state income tax. So go get your state income tax book, the instruction booklet. In the instruction booklet, it's okay. going to tell you all taxes are figured for the state on the feds. Now. There's your there's your there's your there's your um, line. Then write a letter to the state saying, according to Wisconsin's uh, tax ret- uh, return, <clears throat> page 47, line three. Here it is in close for your convenience. Print that page and highlight it. <clears throat> the book tells me that I use the federal income tax as my guide. Is that true? I'm asking them. If you don't tell uh-huh. me. I'm not an attorney. I won't know. They'll get back to you and they'll say, that is correct. Then what you do is you say, thank you. Now you use what they said. Here's what it says in your book. Here's what you said in your letter. And here's my court order that says they don't have jurisdiction. Since you have the same um, <coughs> jurisdiction as the um, feds, they don't have it. How did you get it? See, now you've got a tether to, to, to hook to. In other words, you're not going to go in there and say, I don't have to pay because... I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a, I'm something else, something else. You see, that's our mistake. You go in and ask them, they'll tell you. Once they tell you, now you have a case. Does that make sense? Yes. And then yes. we hit their errors and omissions insurance. There you go. Then what? So what happens is, you, what we're doing is, we're, we're going in there and we're saying, you can't, charge me income taxes because um, because I'm a whatever. See, or you can't do it because of whatever. So what I'm you a have sovereign to do, citizen of Pluto. Correct. Right. So what you have to do is go in there and say, I'm confused. I want to pay my taxes. I'm ready to pay them. I'm willing to pay them. I just want to make sure I understand it properly. According to the what? Wisconsin 1040 instructions what? or... In Michigan, they're called M1, so it's an M1 booklet. On page whatever, here's what it says. I'm, I have to use my Let me follow up with statement. Let me follow up with Kerry saying too, and, and there's something Trey, Grout, uh, Trey Gowdy or any good attorney would say is never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. And listen to what Kerry said. First, look up what Wisconsin has to say about their tax. Look it up first. Don't ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. Then ask them the question that makes them give you the answer. Thank and you. Then, once they give, then when they give you the answer, you can then say, huh, here's what you said. Here's what it says here. So I assume I can't file because I'm using your words. You said, and here's what the IRS said. See, you word it. Do I use the same? Uh, do I use the same income tax? The same income definitions that the IRS says I use? 
they're going to say yes. Well, the IRS just told you what? They don't have jurisdiction. So if they don't have jurisdiction and right. we're using the same thing, how did you get it? Does that make sense? Does that help you at all? Oh, yes, it does, because I had the state of Wisconsin go in and take money out of a savings account, $500. Let me tell you what you do. It's a lot of work. But but get get you a social get you a bank account without a social security number. Oh yeah, mark of the beast. There you go. See, it's a mark <laughs> of the beast, and and it's my um, my religion says. See, now you have a freedom of religion. It's also the mark of my mother-in-law, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we're kind of up to an hour now. Okay. Thank you. Uh, no one else is. Thanks, Mary. Okay, so. All right, so I think we're going to wrap it up for the evening. No one else has okay. any more questions or anything. No more star two. One more. You got twelve people listening. You don't have one star two question out there. Well, Ronald and Beaverton just. Is, is Ben Shapiro listening in? Because I'm sure he's got a question. Okay, hold on, hold on. There you go, Carrie. Sorry about that. It's just damn new talk show yep. crap. Fine. Did and... you mute? Did you mute Carrie? I did, and I muted myself even. <laughs> it's now the it's now the Mike show. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ronald. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And, and thank you, men, uh, for your time tonight and, and the great information you so will willingly share with with me and others that care. Uh, I hear you, Tad. You're dropping in with this. Uh, errors and omissions in, in this business about finding out uh, the attorneys and the cops insured. What is this business and how could it help me or save me from having to fight these rascals in court to get my damages? I don't know. I don't know. I can just get you the information how you use it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's well, about an honest uh, answer as I've heard. Okay, okay. So it might be able to save me from fighting fighting them. Uh, it might even it might even preclude filing a tort. Well, my my thinking is that if you're in court and you're fighting them, and then you make a claim, they're going to come back and say, "Oh, well, this is in court. We'll just wait till it's over." Yeah, but if I've made the claim before even the tort, before even I don't know. arguing in I don't court. Know. That's that's what I did with Oregon. They said, oh, this appears to be in court, and it wasn't. Uh, we're, we're just going to, you know, screw you. You know, that's what insurance companies do, right? So. Okay, well, so how I don't is know. this information that you're... You've got to find somebody that knows a lot about claims and how they work. Cherry, what can I read to learn a lot about claims besides Black's Law or something else like that? I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. Okay. And uh, I appreciated this other man that's on the, on, the, on the call tonight. I like his accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's a southern quintessential accent that my grandparents gave me when I was growing up. They just gave it to you, huh? <laughs> it was beat into me by the backside. It was, <laughs> it's 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 the COVID accent. Wear your mask. <laughs> yeah. And what oh yeah. Area, yeah. What area or what what land mass does nine hundred one area code cover? Home of the king. Pardon me. Home home of the king. Elvis. Memphis. Memphis. Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much. <clears throat> All Thank right. you very much. So Thank you. It's been an Thank hour. You.
and I think we're going to let it go. So, Carrie and Michael, thank you very much for showing up, and uh, you're invited back next week, and we'll see how all this election stuff turns out. It's going to be interesting. God bless God bless our country. Pray for our president, and uh, pray for Carrie. Lord knows he needs it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Okay, everybody, thank you. thank you and good night. God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.